0: Oh, that'd be me. All right. Good morning. morning. We're so glad that you're here, especially if you're a first time uh, and and just sharing Good Friday with us on our I Know How the Story ends Easter event on this Good Friday as we're celebrating uh, with you. We're so thankful that you're here with us online. As always, we appreciate our online portion of our church that attends Harvest from uh, literally all over the place, and we love that you're with us this morning as well. This morning, I want to look at just the moments before Jesus heads to the cross. As we celebrate Good Friday, there's so many aspects that we could look at and consider of his uh, death and his burial. Of course, his resurrection as we look at the entire Easter story because we know how the story ends. But it's important that we kind of look at it from the perspective of Scripture and as it was happening in real time. And just those few moments before he's about to head to the cross, he, that gruesome death for you and me, for the world. He will spend some intimate moments with his followers, what has become known as the Lord's Supper, uh, the Last Supper for them, and we're gonna be celebrating in just a moment the Lord's Supper together. But something happened, something happened in that supper that I believe is gonna happen here in this room and online as you're participating today. And I think that God really wants to touch some hearts today he wants to minister to some people today. Um, no matter what you've come to church with, you're not going to leave the same. And if you believe that, if you believe that today, I believe you can experience a significant touch uh, because of, of Jesus' love for us. So I know how the story ends. I want to kind of share that phrase From Jesus' perspective this morning, we're going to share it uh, Easter Sunday morning. and invite you to come back um, as we'll have a different experience on Easter Sunday morning and a different um, message that goes along with this theme. And uh, I'll be sharing from our perspective, I know how the story ends. But today from Jesus' perspective, because the disciples really had no idea, even though he had tried to get them ready, they had no idea Um, And let's just consider how this might relate to your story today and to mine. Lord, I just pray that you would touch every heart, every person in this room, every person watching online. I believe, Lord, that you have a significant ministry of grace that you want to impart to each and every person. And I love how you do that. You customize. You customize what you do. Though we're all in this room experiencing uh, the same portions of this service, we will experience you in a way that is meaningful to us. Lord, thank you that you do it. Do it now, we pray. In Jesus' name, everyone said? John chapter 13, it was just before the Passover festival. And Jesus knew. I want you to see the phrases as I read this, because He knew the rest. uh, He knew how the story ended. It was just before uh, Passover, and Jesus knew how the story ended. That the hour had come for Him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. It's speaking of just this intimate moment that He's sharing with His followers. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil was already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew. Say, Jesus knows. Jesus knows. He knows how the story ends. That the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. And so he got up from the meal and he took off his outer clothing. He wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drawing them with a towel, and he wrapped them around, that he had wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize, or you do not know how the story ends. You do not know how this story is going to end. You don't know what I'm doing. But later you will understand. No, said Peter, you, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you'll have no part with me. Jesus had asked the disciples to make preparations for this final supper that they would share together uh, in the Jewish traditions, the Passover. It would be the last Passover. Jesus would on the cross say, it is finished, and uh, he would begin the new covenant, the new promise from God to all of humanity. It wasn't a promise uh, to a a national, natural Israel. It would be a promise to all humankind, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But he's sharing, uh, he would share this with them in this room and they were to get it ready. And so they had secured the room, uh, the right amount of couches, because they didn't sit upright at the table like we do. They sat reclined at a table. The table was set and ready, the food was ready, everything was ready, including a towel and a basin of water that was uh, waiting for them at the door. It was reserved for when guests would come through the door to wash their feet. When we come to a house, a host is waiting, at least in the wintertime, as we go to each other's homes, and the host will say, uh, may I take your coat? And your coat disappears, and it goes to, every house has one, the coat room, which is the guest room or the guest room bed. And if you don't have a guest room, then somebody's bed is designated as the coat room, and you lay the coats on the bed. And, uh, and so afterwards, you know, I'll go get your coat. And so that's just a sign of hospitality and a sign of welcome, and we we expect that. It's a little unusual and, quite frankly, weird that the thought would be that you would come to the door of somebody's house, and they wouldn't say, uh, may I have your coat? It would be, may I have your foot? And you'd be seated on a chair, uh, and you would, uh, you would pass your foot to somebody who would begin washing uh, your feet. You see, in this, uh, in this particular climate and culture and place in the world of geography, people walked barefoot or with open sandals. And so by the time you got to somebody's home uh, from your journey of, of mostly walking, uh, there, there wasn't many people that would use horseback or camels or um, all those animals were used by the Romans. Most people of just day-to-day lifestyle would walk to where they have to go. And so you would arrive with your feet dusty and dirty, but more likely filthy, because you're sharing the road with pooping animals. And no matter how hard you try, you're just not, especially if you're texting and walking, you're just not gonna avoid it. It's going to happen. Whether uh, you walked where you shouldn't have, or you're walking where you're supposed to, but it's it's something in life happened right there that you walked in. And so you arrive at the home and the servant would be ready to wash your feet. And it wasn't uh, just any servant, it was the servant that pulled the, the, the short straw, the lowest of the lowest servants. It wasn't a job that obviously would be relished or thought that it was a great job. And so the rookie servants, the servants who were really the lowest in, in class would be the servants who would ask for your foot and begin washing the filth of the journey Off your feet. Well, in this particular, uh, the room was supposed to be prepared, and the disciples, whether they forgot or we're not really sure what happened, but there wasn't a servant at the door to perform the task of washing each other's feet. And as we read the scriptures, we understand that the disciples had been fighting <laughs> about who was the greatest. Uh, Jesus wasn't at the table when they were doing that, but he overheard the conversation. And they're literally having an argument about who's the best disciple. Well, I follow him better than you do. Well, I pray more than you pray. And, and they're just having this really crazy, stupid conversation that Jesus is gonna interject and bring, uh, bring some teaching to. And we see this beautiful moment, beautiful moment, because they're not going to do it, that Jesus steps up from the table, takes his robe off, he would only be wearing his undergarment, wrapped himself in a towel, took the basin, the water, and he begins to do what the lowest servant was called to do, and he washes his disciples' feet. Paul wrote about it when he said it this way, who being in the very nature, talking about Jesus, God, Jesus was God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And in this moment, as Jesus is about to face the cross, the greatest human humiliation, he would demonstrate humility to his disciples and he would move from disciple to disciple and begin washing their feet. But more than an act of humility, more than just speaking to us today that we should be servants and, and that God himself came not to be served, but to serve humanity and to give his life as a ransom, a, a price that would be paid for our sin, your sin and my sin, the world's sin so that we could have a relationship with God. And as we celebrate that on this Good Friday, something, something's happening, not just in the humiliation of Jesus telling us who Jesus is, what he was demonstrating to his followers, you and I, uh, today. And today, if you've not made that the decision to be a follower of Jesus, we're hoping you'll do that in this service. That he was, he was modeling something to his disciples, but something more. He was wanting to impart a grace he was wanting to minister to them. He was wanting his very life power to do something to them, to do something to you and I today, to minister to us in a way so deep, so so precious, so necessary for our daily walk with him. I believe the Lord just wants to highlight that for you and highlight that for me. Because when he gets to Peter, he came to Simon Peter who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? I need to be honest. Peter annoys me. (laughs) Peter annoys me uh, when I read about Peter. And I know Jesus loves him. And I know there's a, you know, all of us kind of have that uh, Peter character in us. We can be a little, you know, compulsive. We can be condescending. We can be a jerk. Uh, You know, it's kind of, Peter's just that rough cowboy that was, was running with Jesus, uh, and we see this great transformation, which I'll allude to in a moment. But, but honestly, he's going from person to person to person. There's a towel. There's a wash basin. He comes to Peter. Are you, you going to wash my feet? And I want to go, moron, what do you think I'm going to do right now? You know, like, like it's so obvious. Peter, Peter, <laughs> get with the program. Understand the assignment and Jesus replied you do not know how the story is going to end and Jesus speaks to you and I today from his perspective knowing the beginning from the end that you and I don't know what tomorrow holds we don't know what happens when we leave this auditorium together today that there's an aspect of our lives that we trust our lord Jesus with we we trust him we have faith that he who holds tomorrow holds me and he holds you and he knew that Peter was going to face difficulty, he said, you do not know how the story's going to end. You don't realize why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. But later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless, you, uh, unless I wash you, you'll have no part of me. And what Peter's really asking for, he's kind of like, oh, it's that important? Okay, I don't understand, but you're telling me it's important. You want to do this. Well, then by all means, in another Peterism, then Jesus, why don't you just like wash all of me? Like give me a bath. And Jesus goes, oh, Peter. And he actually, you can, as you read it, there really is the oh, Peter at that moment. And he said, he who's clean has no need to have a bath. I want to wash your feet. You showed up today. You walked through some stuff. I want to wash your feet. You've already been cleansed. And he's speaking about the act of, the greatest act of humiliation when he would go to the cross on um, just in a few moments, suffer and die for sin, and as Christ followers, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, cleanses us from our sin, cleanses us from guilt, cleanses us from sin, cleanses us from the way we were born, enemies of God. We couldn't help it. We were born separated from God. And Jesus went to the cross to those who would ask, for cleansing and say, would you wash my heart clean? Would you wash me clean, Jesus? And Jesus said, yes. But Peter would have that cleansing. And Jesus goes, this isn't that. (laughs) And he didn't go into a doctrinal dissertation about it. He just said, shut up and give me your foot. (laughs) I'm doing something different. You see, Peter, even though Jesus will warn him in a moment that he'll betray Jesus three times, before the rooster would crow marking the end of the day. And Peter would blow it so bad that without Jesus having said something, Peter probably would have cashed it in. But what Peter didn't know, and Jesus hadn't told him, that Peter had a destiny. That God was going to use the Peters, use you and use use me, and that when the when when God gets a hold of our life, not only does He cleanse us from sin, and not only does He prepare us for heaven, as as we were singing about, and we'll we'll re- remind ourselves of on Easter Sunday that uh, I know the rest of the story. That no matter what happens on this earth, I will spend eternity with Jesus because of what He's done on Calvary, and that is an amazing truth that we hold to the hope of glory that is to come. But guess what? There's life in a moment from now, and life tomorrow, and life another day. And as long as I'm breathing air, God's got a purpose for you, and he's got a purpose for me, and he had a purpose for Peter. And as nutso as Peter was, and as crazy as you are and as I am, God had a purpose. And Peter would stand up on the day of Pentecost, and he would declare the story that Jesus had put in his heart. And 2,000 people would say yes to water baptism, and they would open. Open the tank like we're going to do on Mother's Day. And they lined up 2,000 deep and said, I want to serve Jesus too. And he used Peter. And he wants to use you and he wants to use me. But here's the deal. You and I don't know what we're going to face, but Jesus does. We don't understand the effect that life has had on us sometimes and keeps us from entering into the destiny that God has for us. And so Jesus said, Peter, you won't understand it, but you'll understand it on the day of Pentecost. You'll understand it in days to come. You will understand what I'm doing, and you will continually allow me to do this. What was Jesus saying? You see, Jesus knew about the betrayal. He knew about your betrayal and mine and all the things that we would get wrong. And though We are cleansed from all unrighteousness, though our hearts are clean and we are forgiven and our nature is changed and we're ready for heaven if we've accepted Jesus. In the day-to-day journey, stuff accumulates and gets heavy on our feet, gets heavy on on our walk with him. And I'll say it this way. You can't walk into tomorrow's destiny with the dirt of yesterday's journey. I want to say it again. You cannot walk in tomorrow's destiny with the dirt of yesterday's journey. I worked in construction when I was uh, going to university Southwestern Ontario, and, and uh, we would start, we would be done school just right after Easter. Uh, my, uh, our youngest, Seth, is coming home from Carlton this weekend and goes back to finish up a few things and, and uh, reminds me of when I was in university and, you know, we're ready to go to start working and get ready for our, our next semester. And so working in construction, um, you begin right away and, and uh, with, we worked outside uh, doing concrete work and um, with the rain... And, uh, you know, the, the bobcat racing in and out of backyards, uh, you would have days, muddy days. And uh, you'd have to wear your rubber boots, and you'd be working along, and uh, if, if there's some clay involved, your boots start clumping up with mud. And no matter how you try to kick it off, it just was all over. And you just got kind of used to kind of walking a little heavier. It was hard enough doing the construction stuff, but you'd be covered in mud And your feet uh, uh, would just be so much heavier, which made everything so much more difficult. That mud is representative in my story today of how some of us are trying to live out our Christian walk. That we're trying to believe that God has a destiny. God has promises for our life. It just seems so elusive. And it just, we seem so clunky in trying to walk. And we just, we can't quite seem like we can kind of get there. And Jesus wants to minister to you and wants to minister to me today. He wants to wash yesterday's stuff because all of us have stepped in it. All of us have accumulated this life's journey. And what I want to impress upon you, and even that it would be a daily discipline in your life, is to sit down in the presence of God and pass him your journey, pass him your foot, and let him wash your feet. Are you ready to let Jesus wash your feet? It will determine, literally, if you can walk into tomorrow's destiny like Peter did. Jesus said, if you won't let me do this, you'll have no part in what is to come. Isaiah said he gives power to the weak. (laughs) That's good news. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Are you feeling weak today? He's got strength for you. Even the young people, the youths, Shall, uh, shall faint and be weary. They're supposed to be vibrant, but in the spiritual walk, even people who have strength and go, yeah, I, I could serve God, I, I can do this. Well, our natural strength runs out, doesn't it? And the young men shall utterly fall. But those, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He's talking about your walk. Yeah, I love flying like an eagle. I love running for the Lord, but we've got to walk. Let's get the walking right. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait on the Lord. I've actually had my feet washed symbolically in the way Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And I was in a service, um, and uh, I was on a, on a stage like this one, and the pastor uh, symbolically was uh, washing. Actually, it was in our service that we were sent out that we celebrated last week 20 years ago uh, when Harvest was founded. And a group of us came here to Cornwall to, to begin Harvest Christian Fellowship. Um, and there was a symbolic act in that service where pastor washed my feet. And so, in the moment that I'm sitting down and the basin was there, and he was kneeling in front of me, and uh, he said, Give me your foot. (laughs) Okay. Um, And he's holding my foot. And that was awkward. And I'm thinking to myself, just get the water on my foot, splash it around, uh, get the towel, and let's get this done. This is embarrassing. This is awkward. I don't like the way you're touching my feet. Um, uh, 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 it, this, this is like, and it's a little too intimate. Um, I, I, yuck. For real, it was, and picture it. It's just, it's weird, and it's, it's, it's just weird, and it's awkward, because our, for, first of all, in our culture, but I'd like to submit to you, they that wait on the Lord, and it might be awkward for you, But as you spend time today, as we're going to come to the Lord's Supper and take the emblems, more than symbolically today, I believe that God wants to touch some hearts, wash some journeys, and that you would pass him your foot and let him hold it. Let him hold it. Symbolic in my story and in my analogy, and yet in the reality of Jesus said, if you won't let me do this to his followers, you can't be a part of what I'm doing that in our lives, that there's an examination of our journey, because Today, we cannot underestimate that there are things that have happened in our life and there's mud and there's clunk and we're trying to just say, hey, here I am serving Jesus. And yes, you're saved. Yes, your sins are forgiven. Yes, you're on your way to heaven. But he's called you to greatness in this life and he wants to get the weight off your feet so that you can journey into the destiny that he has for you so you can truly experience the fullness of, of what was provided on the cross for you and for me. And so before that even happened for them, he said, give me your foot. And let him examine. And the Holy Spirit, even today, will bring things to your remembrance, things that have, might have happened to you, things that have, have, have marked your journey in a way that you just figure that's just the way I walk now. And Jesus is saying, no, let me, let me hold your journey. Let me hold your life right now. Let me examine this. Let's together look at this. And then watch him as he takes the water of his word and the water of his promise and washes it off your life today. The filth of walking where we shouldn't have. The filth of where things that have just happened to us. A marriage you never expected to end the way it did. A job situation that ended. A loss in your life. There are things on our journey, and the Bible says today, wait on the Lord. Bring your journey, bring your feet, and let him start washing. David, and I just want to give you these couple of verses before we go to the supper this, mor- uh, this morning. Supper in the morning, that sounds weird, doesn't it? The Lord's Supper this morning, the Lord's Table. I will walk in freedom. For I have devoted myself to your commandments. I will walk in freedom. Say freedom. Freedom. Some of you are going to sense a new level of freedom. You're going to understand what David was saying. There is a I will walk in freedom declaration already beginning to happen in some of your hearts today. In anticipation of a moment, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to touch some hearts, touch some lives. I will walk in freedom. Say it with me. I will walk in freedom. The Bible says that it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. That the work on the cross included our freedom. Yes, he forgave our sin. Yes, he, he gets us ready for heaven. But the stains that sin has left on some of our lives, the memories that the stains uh, remind us of. Today is the day of washing clean. Come on. Today's the day that you're going to walk in freedom. Today's the day that you're going to walk out a little lighter than you came in and realize that freedom Is something Jesus paid for, and he wants to minister to you intimately today. Somebody's gonna experience the freedom of forgiveness. Something happened in your life where you said, I will never forgive, ever. And right now in this moment, you're realizing that that's actually held you captive, not them. That's mud that's on your journey, not theirs. And Jesus is holding your foot saying, I forgive you. Now let me wash the stain of that memory out so you can forgive them. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from struggling. You have delivered me from the mud on my boots today. You have delivered me that I may walk before the Lord in the light of life. This is a transformation Beloved, this is a transformation. He's delivered me from death. It is, it is like death walking around with this stuff. He saved you today, but he wants to change how you walk. Some of us are stumbling around in the dark when he has promised the light of life, both the light and the lightness of life in the Holy Spirit today. Oh, come on. He wants to touch you in a way that lightens it, that, that delivers you from death, that delivers you from darkness. Some of us today literally live almost as if it's it's like the blinds are closed, the lights are off. Depression has taken such a hold. And you believe that there's nothing better. You believe there's nothing more. But today at, he, he wants you to declare, I've been delivered. I've been set free. I'm about to walk in the light of life, the life that Jesus purchased on the cross. It's paid for. Let him hold your life today and wash it off. Give him your feet today. Let him prepare you for a walk in his favor. The light of life is his grace, his favor, his blessings, finding the joy and the brightness of life that he has for you. Psalm 23, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You see, I don't know where my walk's going to go tomorrow. And some of us are having difficulty with anxiety and fear today. It can be so debilitating, so paralyzing. And yet he wants to use your life in a way that you never imagined. You see... When you were born, you were born with a destiny like Peter. And even though Peter blows it and annoys us and we annoy others and we blow it, if some of us were honest, we the thought of doing something more than I have to do today is debilitating. And if you told me, if you told me that tomorrow you're going to be facing a, a relative that's got a diagnosis or my own diagnosis or, or whatever, I would, man, I don't know, I mean that would be paralyzing it was just I can't take another step and he's called us to overcome even in the valley the shadow of death even though I walk through say through see he's never called us to live in difficulty he wants to walk us through it I'm not saying that as we walk in the favor of the light of life that there's never something that will go wrong but what I'm saying that when it does go wrong that you don't have to be debilitated by fear and anxiety and David declared you know what I understand this my feet are ready even if I go through the dark place I will not fear Fear will not have a hold of me. Fear's not taking me down. Fear's not keeping me from the destiny that he has for me. God's got more for me today. I'm not going to fear where, where I am today or where I'm going tomorrow. Because I, I, even though I don't know how the story ends, I know that he knows how the story ends. And he'll be there with me. Today, let him, let him wash anxiety. He knows the path he wants to walk you through. And I can tell you today, it's a path of greatness. And today, if you can't see the end of the path because of the difficulty, the promise is today he wants to wash yesterday off so you'll have strength for today because you're going to get through it. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, I read this and got this ready. There's somebody here today, somebody online. You're going to be delivered from tears. For the Lord has delivered me from death and my eyes from tears. I believe there's someone here today, someone online, that grief in its normal process has gone beyond what the Lord would want for you. There's been a loss in your life. I don't know if it's just loss of loved one or loss of, uh, 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 of, of uh. it could be a marriage, it could be just loss and grief and pain. And there's a pain in your heart that nobody maybe even realizes. You smile at work, you smile when you come here, but nobody knows the nights of tears. Nobody knows the heartache except Jesus does. And I felt like when I was preparing this that the Lord is going to fulfill what we talked about earlier in this service. There may, be, there may be tears in the night, but there is joy in the morning. Your morning is about to come. The Lord has delivered me. He'll set you free from whatever pain, loss you've experienced, but more the tears, the mourning, the pain, the expression, You see, it goes on, my feet from stumbling, because that is causing your walk to stumble. But when that gets delivered, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Deep pain and grief, no one has seen those tears, but deep pain and grief has kept you from walking in the life that Jesus has for you, has kept you from experiencing all that he has for you. And today, you're going to be delivered from tears. You're going to be delivered from grief. You're going to be delivered from pain and know the life, the land of the living move from the land of death and into the land of living today. I'd like those that are handing out the emblems today to pass them out. You'll receive a small, it's got a cup with the bread attached to it. We're going to partake together more than a symbol today. I believe something powerful is going to happen in this room. It's happening already. The Holy Spirit is faithful to his word. And just as they're passing those out, the worship team is going to play. And as they do, I'm just asking, would you, in this quiet moment, wait on the Lord so that you can walk and not be weary? If you've identified with some portion of this message, as we come and appreciate what He did for us on the cross, He washed us clean. He washed us clean. Today, he wants to also wash our journey. Bring your pain. Bring your life. Move from darkness and death to the land of the living into your destiny today. Just before we have this moment of reflection, the band will play, and they're passing out emblems. I want you to be thinking, and then we're going to believe for some miracles to take place. But in this moment, you're sitting in this room or online, you're watching, and maybe you're like Peter. And Jesus was explaining that when Peter said, would you wash all of me? (laughs) Well, Peter, that's already, you've already understand what that is. That's me washing you from sin and guilt. That's me forgiving you and coming into your life. The work of salvation that's accomplished on the cross. Today, I really was speaking to those who already have made that decision, but I know that there may be Those of you in the room, you've never made the decision for Jesus to wash your life. You see, the Bible says we're born with stains of sin. We're born enemies of God. We're born sinners. And that needs to be washed away. We do that by asking Jesus to forgive us. By looking at the cross, looking at Easter, and recognizing and realizing that was done for us. It was done for you. It was done for me. And if you've never personalized Easter and said, that was for me, Jesus, come into my life. I receive what you did. Forgive my sin. If you've never done that, I would like to invite you today before we partake of the Lord's Supper together, all as believers today, including you. If you're online, you can text in right now. I'm making the decision. You can make a decision today. I'm going to ask you to do something before we pray. There's something to ha- when you just When we do something, we kind of, I'd like you, I'm going to count down three, uh, uh, three, two, one. And when I do, I'm just going to simply ask you to raise your hand. And what you're doing when you raise your hand is saying, include, include me in the prayer, Pastor. Today's my day to be washed clean. Have Jesus live in my heart. If that's you, three two and one. Would you just raise your hand so I can see it. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else today? Yes, back there. God bless you. Right there. Yes, God bless you. I see you. I see you. God sees you today. Go on, Harvest. Come on. Come on. Give it up. We're clapping with you today because none of us, not all of us still have journey, but we're journeying with him in our life. It makes all the difference. You raised your hand today pray this prayer. Let's all of us pray this together, standing with those who are making this most beautiful decision today, an eternal decision, to have Jesus forgive them. Dear Jesus, let's all pray together. Those that raise their hand and everyone in the room, dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. I'm asking that you would wash me today, all of me, wash me of my sin, come into my heart, I begin my walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe if you prayed that prayer from your heart, come on, put your hands together. Let's just celebrate those that have made a great decision. Now with every head bowed and just in a t- moment of meditation, we're excited. We know many, most of us in this room have made that decision, and I hope we could say everyone in this room now has made that decision. But as the band plays, I want you to think as you bring your feet to Jesus, we're gonna pray while this is happening the Holy Spirit is ministering up and down these aisles online and washing your feet. You're, you're leaving different than you came in. room, online, Holy Spirit, thank you right now, that as we come to the table, we recognize what you did for us, but just before we partake, just like the disciples, you stopped the meal. You said, I need to get you ready for what, about, what is about to come. And Lord, in our lives today, those of us that know you, you're washing feet those Lord that just received you today you're washing feet right now and Holy Spirit only the way you can all across this room and whatever room people might be in as they're watching as you're holding lives in your hands Holy Spirit wash right now wash memories wash pathways that we went down that had consequences And yet you're erasing, you're erasing the stains right now. Someone in this room that is so guilt ridden and they didn't know, they didn't know that you washed guilt away. You paid the price. It was paid for. We do not have to carry that thing anymore. Shame is going right now in Jesus name. Shame is leaving right now. Anxiety, fear is going right now. Depression and despair, suicidal thoughts that have been haunting, literally debilitating. You're coming into the land of the living right now. You're walking from death into the land of the living. Your declaration is, I have been delivered from death and I am walking in the light of life all across this room. Lord, the reality of it, not just not just the emotion of this, not just the I hope so of this. In Jesus' name. And Jesus took the bread, and I'll just give you a moment. If you haven't opened up, go ahead and open your little package. And I just had trouble with it, so I'll just give you a moment to do that. We can all hold the bread together, symbolic of his body that was broken on that first good, good Friday, was torn, it was beaten. Bible says it by the stripes that the whips put on his body. There's healing. Healing for your physical body today. We're gonna believe for physical bodies to be healed. Steve, for your back to be healed as you take today. in faith, believing, As we remember, Jesus said, do this in remembrance. I love as we do this at Easter. This is culmination of everything pointing toward what he did. Take the bread. Let's partake together and give thanks for his broken body for us. I love when Jesus took the cup. He said, This is a new covenant. Say new. (laughs) You can't mix it with the old one. Lots of Christians try to mix the new with the old. He didn't say mix the old with the new. He said, This is the new covenant in my blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm praying for someone today that. You've been trying to be good enough. You, you, you've tried to just just work so hard at, at, at your star chart with Jesus. <laughs> just filling it in. Look, Jesus, look at me. Am I, am I a good Christian? He's going, you're trying to mix the old with the new. There's no sacrifice that you can give that I will love you more or, or sin that I will love you less. This was a new covenant based on the finished work of Jesus. His perfect life given so that we could have eternal life. Let's partake of the new covenant together now. Let's stand together this morning. If you raised your hand earlier on to receive Jesus, would you see someone with a green shirt? They have a, a package for you. It has a Bible in it. We would just like to give you that gift because we're, we're for you and we believe in this decision that you've made. The hosts are also giving, uh, just giving you the opportunity to get rid of your empty uh, juice uh, container. I want to pray. Uh, a prayer uh, uh, over your lives as you go today. Don't forget, uh, Easter Sunday morning, if you don't have a place to worship, you are so welcome to be here with us. Lord, I thank you today for this great Good Friday service. And though maybe a little different, Lord, I believe that you took lives and people are leaving different. And I, I declare right now that no... Person leaves the way they came in no walk no feet are the same as they came in and as we go today we go we go declaring the goodness of the lord blessed are the people who know the joyful sound they walk o oh lord in the light of your presence I want to read it again declare it over you blessed are the people who know the joyful sound they walk o oh lord in the light of your presence precious God bless you have an amazing rest of your day and Easter weekend
1: come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me Lift up your song you got a lion inside of get up and praise the Lord. oh come on my soul oh don't you get shy